So I have tonight, titled tonight's message, Dating Isn't Everything, because I believe that so many of you guys think that this is the end-all, be-all of life, that this is what it's all about, being in a relationship. I think you guys think it's really easy, that it doesn't take a lot of work to be in a relationship. It's kind of like you're just always running through a giant field, skipping hand-in-hand with some flowers in your hands. But what I want to tell you guys tonight is it's not that easy, that relationships are difficult and they are tough and they are not everything. And tonight we're going to look at what God has to say a little bit about what relationships should be all about. And are you really missing out by not being in a relationship right now? Because that's something that culture tells you guys all the time. It pushes it on you guys so much. Like if you're not dating by the time you're in sixth grade, then there's something wrong with you, that, that you're a failure or you're weird, that no one's ever going to like you. I, I see that. And I know that's it's kind of funny, but that really is what culture says to so many of you guys. And I know that some of you guys are visual learners here in the room tonight. So I kind of drew you guys a little bit of a picture because I know that I can say this over and over tonight, that dating isn't everything. But if I draw you a picture, it's going to really help some of you guys. So I kind of drew you guys a picture, and I had way too much fun doing this. All right? So this is what I got for you guys. I want you to memorize this. I want you to get this in your head. Maybe we'll raffle this off to the lucky winner at the end of tonight. You can hang this up in your room. But I want you to know that dating doesn't equal complete joy. It isn't the end-all, be-all of life. This is, God didn't create all of you guys to be in this. Like, this is great. It's an add-on. And as I'm speaking tonight, as I'm talking about this issue, I don't want you guys to feel like that I hate relationships or that I hate dating or anything like that. I just want to get this one point very clear to you guys tonight. It's that dating isn't everything. It's not going to make your life perfect and full of joy that actually, it's pretty rough sometimes. It's difficult. And if you can remember this, I'm actually going to close this, because otherwise you guys are just going to be so distracted by my beautiful drawing. So and I, w- I want you to stick with me tonight, so we're going to close that out. But those of you guys that are visual learners, remember that, because that's important for you. But dating can be really awkward sometimes. And I, and I found some um, tweets that people wrote out about awkward dating situations that they were in. And so I wanted to share them with you guys tonight. So I hope you guys enjoyed these as much as I did finding them. This is the first one. I completely blanked out and forgot my date's name. So I took her on a date to Starbucks. Now, this guy is genius. Like, he, he's kind of really dumb, but he's really smart at the same time. Because I don't know if you guys know what they do at Starbucks, but once you get to the register, they ask, what's your name? So they can put that on your drink. So I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. Those of you guys, we have a couple of leaders that work at Starbucks. Maybe that's happened before. But I kind of thought that guy was pretty smart for doing that, even though he forgot. How do you forget your date's name, though? Like, Really? All right, here's this next one. At dinner, my date asked me what my ideal person was like, then whispered yes after everything I said. Now, I love this. You've got to picture this with me. We're, we're, we're going to play this out a little bit. So they're sitting down at the table, and this person asks, what is, like, your perfect guy like? And so she says, you know, handsome. And then he's sitting there like, yes. <laughs> and, and so she's like, I want someone strong. And he's like, yes, that's me. Like, he's checking, as she's checking all these lists, he's sitting there going, yes, like really creepy. There definitely wasn't a second date after that. Oh, I like this one. Guys, do not do this. I told my date that she looked beautiful. She replied, thank you. 
I told her, yeah, I've been watching you a lot. Like, that is not a good thing to say to a girl. Like, that's good that you complimented her and made her feel good. But do not tell her that you're watching her a lot. That's kind of creepy. This next one, I actually had a friend who did something really similar to this. My date showed me his favorite tattoo on his shoulder. It was a cartoon of him eating pie with his dog. Like, there is definitely no way this guy got a second date after that. I actually have a friend who got a tattoo of something eerily similar to this. And he, I don't, it was one of the worst decisions of his life. It's so weird. But, so, moral lesson, don't get a tattoo with your dog eating pie. Or tell a girl about it. All right. Last one. I brought my date over my house. My dad pretended to rob us to see if my date would protect me. Like, your dad is super strange if that's what he's trying to do. Like, he was totally testing this guy to see what he would do in a situation like that. But he's got to know it's a test because it's the dad. But dating can be awkward. It has its moments like that. And there, there are pluses and there are minuses to it. And um, some of the pluses for you guys is that you have someone who you can talk to, someone who you can hang out with and, and, and talk about what's happening in your life. But the negatives is that you take on someone else's issues, what other people are going through. And now you don't only have to navigate what's going on in your life, you have to help someone else with what's going on in their life. And sometimes we all bring a lot of baggage into relationships. And that makes it really hard for the relationship to thrive. And like I said before, guys, I really want you to get that. As I'm speaking tonight, I'm not condemning dating. If you are in a dating relationship tonight, I am so happy for you. And part of the message tonight is going to be to show you guys who are in dating relationships tonight how God wants it to be. How God would have you really center your relationship and build it to see it flourish. So know that there are pluses and and there are minuses. There will be difficult days when you just don't want to do it. But the truth is that God, when he created Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. We all need a companion in some ways. And so I'm not saying that you should never date. Like if you never date, how are you going to get married one day? I'm just telling you, I don't want it to be everything for you in your life. I think that this is something that people obsess about like crazy. And that's something we're going to touch on in a moment. But someone who I really... um, like their teaching is Andy Stanley. And he says this, he has the perfect person myth. And I think a lot of us believe this, is that once we meet the right person, that everything will be perfect in life. That everything will just be better, will have more joy, life will just be more enjoyable overall. I I think we think that. That because we're not in a relationship, we're missing out on something. And in a little bit, we're going to look at a scripture that's going to speak right to that. But guys, I want to let you know that there is no such thing as a perfect person because we're all flawed. And even if you meet the most amazing guy or you meet the most amazing girl, there will always still be issues in that relationship that you are going to have to work through because dating isn't easy. And there's a lot to navigate in those seasons in your life. But we're going to look at one thing that I really pray will help you guys so much. But like I said, some of you guys obsess about this. You, you think about it all the time. Maybe some of you guys in the room are a little bit older tonight, and it's more of a bigger thought on your mind because you feel like, I'm almost done with high school. I'm running out of time. I've really got to find someone to be in relationship with. See, and, and, and there's a great way to test if you are really spending too much time obsessing over this. If you spend more time asking God for a person in your life 
and not enough time spending time with him when you're in his presence, then you know there's probably an issue right there. If all you do when you go into God's presence is pray, God, can you please give me someone? Can you please give me someone? Instead of just enjoying him, instead of working on your relationship with him, then you know that there's probably an issue. And, and, and this is what God knows. And I'm so grateful that he works this way in our life. God withholds good things so they won't become bad things. God wants you guys to be happy. He wants you to enjoy relationships in your life and dating. But sometimes he knows that you're too obsessed with this. That if you were to get into a relationship right now at the stage you're in your life, that it would be a complete mess. That it would lead to a lot of heartache in your life. And so that's why God withholds good things from us sometimes. So they won't become bad things. Because sometimes we get them in our hands and we turn them into bad things. And so maybe some of you guys have been praying that over and over. And maybe that's the reason tonight is you're just too obsessed with it, that you've elevated it too high in your life. And God says that maybe you need to get your priorities right. And that's why he's holding it back from some of you guys tonight. And I want to ask you a question, and I want you to answer this to yourself. And I want you to be honest with yourself, because I think if you are truly honest with this question tonight, it will help you a lot on where you're really at with wanting to be dating and being in a relationship. Why do you want to date? Why? Well, what is the real motivation behind your heart? Is it just because all of your friends are in a relationship? Do you just want to be dating tonight because you want to do some things with a significant other that you know are only for marriage, that you know shouldn't be on your heart? See, I think sometimes that's why some of us wanted to get into a relationship. And that's just going to lead to a lot of pain in your life. So that is one of the worst things you could want to be in a relationship because it will lead to so many bad things. For some of you guys, you just want to be desired. You want to be loved and feel loved. And you feel like you can't find it anywhere else besides being in a relationship. And then maybe some of you guys have right motives. There's someone in your life who who you're attracted to, who you care about, and for, for maybe all the right reasons tonight. But that's something that you need to answer for yourself as we're going throughout this message tonight. Why do I really want to date? And check your motives. Because if they're wrong, you're just going to lead yourself to a lot of heartache. And see, that's what's at stake tonight. If you guys were to miss everything that I had to say as we look at this scripture in just a little bit, you are going to end up at some bad relationships in your life. Listen, I, I, I've been in bad relationships before. I've had to break up with people who I don't even really like that much, and it still hurts a lot. Like, it's just not a fun thing breaking up. Because you do, you get very close to someone, and it's hard to break those ties, even if you don't like them so much. I don't don't even really know how that works. But it's really hard, because you get so invested in that person's life. And maybe you're going to get into a bad relationship, and it, it will affect all the other areas of your life. It doesn't just affect your relationship with that person. Man, I've seen this in my own life and in some of my friends' life, that it literally will take them off the course that God has for them because they're in this relationship that's dragging them in some wrong and different directions where they know they shouldn't be going. And guys, I had a friend like this, and he, I felt like his life was going one way, and he got into this relationship, and, and deep down, I think he knew it wasn't healthy. And it affected 
every area of his life. It changed who he was. Suddenly, he, he wasn't acting the same. He, he wasn't joking anymore. He was always upset. He was always angry. And, and literally, it, it ended our relationship by how confused and how much that relationship led him from God in some ways. And it led to so much pain in his life. And I know if that person can go back, I know he would want to change that. But he was so deep into it because he felt like he needed to be in a relationship. And we compromise. And we do things and we hang out with people we know we shouldn't be with just because we want to be in a relationship so badly because we feel like it's everything and we're missing out by not really being in a relationship. And so I have two goals tonight, guys. The first one is to prove to you guys that dating isn't everything, that it's not going to satisfy you in the long run, and to help those of you guys that are dating tonight and want to date in your future. If, if you can grab a hold of this, it will help it so much, and it will see that relationship flourish in some awesome ways. And so the first portion of Scripture we're going to be in tonight is 1 Corinthians 7, start in verse 8. This is what it says. Now to the unmarried and to the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. And so I want you guys to see this. Those of you guys who maybe you have family members, you have friends who have been telling you that you're a loser, that you are a failure, that you will never be in a relationship one day, that no one will ever like you, that God's plan for you is bad and that he doesn't have anything good for you. Paul would say to you guys right now that it, it, it's okay. It's, in fact, it's good to not be in a relationship. I know that does not sound like exciting news to a lot of you. That is not what you came to hear tonight. But I want to tell you is that you are not a failure if that's you. It's a good thing. Paul wasn't in a relationship at this point in his life. We believe that earlier in Scripture, he did have a wife, and that wife passed away. He wouldn't have been able to have the, um, the, stat, the status that he held as a Pharisee unless he was married. And so we believe that he was married at one point, but his wife passed away. And now he is talking as a single man, saying that it's good. And a lot of you guys would say, Paul, shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. That is really hard. That is really difficult. But here, here's, and here's kind of the whole context of this chapter of Scripture that Paul's writing this. is that you can do things when you're single that you can't when you're married. There's things that God can let you focus on and grow and develop in your life that you wouldn't be able to focus on if you were in a relationship. Those of you guys, some of you just need to focus on school right now and you need to thrive in that area of your life because God has a great plan and part of that plan is doing really well in school. For some of you guys, it's just being involved in church and not getting caught up in all these different things. I see it all the time. People get caught in relationships and it's like that relationship is the only thing that matters and everything else in their life seems to break apart a little bit. And so Paul's saying, you know, it's good. You're gonna accomplish things. You're gonna get things done in your life that if you're not in a relationship, it's Okay, you're not a failure. It's a good thing. He's saying, that's me today, and I'm getting so much done for God because I'm not. If I was in a relationship, I would be so distracted not being able to accomplish these things. But then this next verse. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. We just went zero to 60 real quick up in here. 
So now some of you are like, all right, where do I tell my parents about this verse? I'm 14 years old, but I feel like this today. Like, like how do I get married as soon as possible? Like, Paul's giving you an excuse right here. But he's, he's not saying that you can't ever control this. He's saying in the long run, if you want to get married, if you feel those burning passions in you, that, that's okay too. If you feel like that's where you need to be and where you want to go eventually and you feel those passions inside of you, then it's good to do that too. But what he's saying overall right now is the choice is up to you in the long run. If you, if you want to get married, that's awesome. If you don't, you just want to live for God and do everything that you can, that's great too. So let, let, let's apply this to, to dating right now a little bit, right? Because now he's specifically talking about marriage to us all in, in this room. And I think what we would, this would get to us is that, all right, it, it's okay to date. It's okay because if you feel those things inside of you, because I know that the goal behind dating should be marriage one day, so it's okay to do those things. But if you're not in it right now, it's okay. Be where God has you right now and thrive in that area. Just because you don't have that relationship doesn't mean you can't enjoy and do great things for God right now where you are. Enjoy this time in your life. God will do things in you through this season that are special and unique. It doesn't have to always be all about dating. So I wanted those of you guys to know that tonight, that it's okay no matter where you fall on that spectrum tonight. And this next verse that we're going to be unpacking a little bit is going to sound like, Joey, what does this have to do about dating? So just stick with me for a little bit, and we're going to unpack this. And this is going to be so huge for you couples that are already dating, for all of you guys that want to be dating one day. And so we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 2. Start in verse 1. This is what it says. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. And so what God, this is God speaking right now through the prophet Jeremiah. He's saying, I remember what it was like when we were so in love. Don't you remember that, how good that was? Have you guys ever been in a relationship, and I'm sure some of you have already been, and you first started dating that person, and it just seemed like everything was just so perfect, but then you gave it a little bit of time, and then stopped being so perfect. Everything that person started to do you, started to annoy you a little bit, started to get underneath your skin and bother you a little bit. And, and God's saying, hey, remember that time in the beginning when we were just so in love, where you had that passion for me? And remember how good things were? Don't you remember how great it was? We were so in love and so passionate. And so that's what he has to say to them in verse 1. So obviously it implies that they've walked away. We'll go to verse 3. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives. And so he's saying, yeah, it was so amazing. It was so great. Why'd you walk away? I felt like things were so good. I felt like we had the best thing going for us. And you started making your own idols, worthless things, kind of like a little bit about what Andrew was talking about last week when all the people gathered all the gold together, the, their own gold and jewelry that they had, they put it together and they, they made a calf and they worshiped that. 
instead of God. God's going, why would you do that? I loved you so much. And I felt like you loved me so much. And we had such a great thing going. And then you just went and you worshiped worthless things. What did that thing ever do for you? God starts reminding them of what he had just done. How he had pulled them out of slavery. How he had guided them and provided their every need through the desert. How he walked alongside them and they lived in communion. And they had an amazing thing going. But they threw it away for worthless idols. For things that they made with their own hands. Things that were empty and were never going to satisfy him. And God's kind of saying, I'm confused. I, I, I don't get why you would do that when we had such an amazing thing going. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold water. So let me tell, explain to you guys what a cistern is and kind of this analogy that God is laying out first. He says that he is like the spring of living water that is constantly pouring out. It's always going. It's just pouring out water all the time. And they had that and they could enjoy that. But they walked away from that and they went and they made a cistern. A cistern is something that holds water. It, it, it just is able to pour water in and, and contain it. And they said, you walked away from the living water and you made your own cisterns that were broken cisterns. It, it had a hole in it is what God is saying. And so you tried to pour the water in and it wouldn't hold. Yet you had all the water you could ever want over here. Everything you could ever need or desire. But you wanted to do your own thing. Because you thought you knew what was better. What would satisfy you. To give you guys even just a little bit more of a picture of this. It would, have you ever been to the beach before? And you go and you get your shovel and you dig a hole and you try and fill it up with water and you dump the water in and it just seeps through the sand and, and, and nothing holds. Like, like that, that's the imagery here is that, that it's just broken. That no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, it's not going to hold that water. So I'm sure some of you think, Joey... What in the world does this have to do with dating? See, some of you guys, your idol tonight is that relationship. For some of you, you're in the relationship right now, and that person is your idol. You are obsessed with them, and it's heading toward bad places, and you can feel it, and you can tell it. And some of you guys, that's all you think about. You're just like, I want to be in a relationship. You're so obsessed with it. But here's what I want you to see is that relationship is like this cup. And you can try and satisfy yourself. You can try and bring yourself joy. But no matter what, it's just going to keep pouring through. It's going to be empty because they are our flawed, broken person. And we, guys, we desperately try so hard to fill this cup up. We think that we know what is going to bring us joy. And we feel like this relationship is going to be the thing that completes our life, that finally makes us happy. But it will always be broken if it is your number one thing. If you elevate it above God, that relationship will always fall apart. And so for the people here, it was their idols. But for some of you guys today, it's that relationship. 
Have you been spending more time with that person than you do with God? Do you think about that person more than you think about God? Because you're doing that person that you're in a relationship a disservice by telling them that they're your number one because they could never live up to that standard. No matter how hard they tried, no matter how great they were, no matter how much of a perfect person you meet, because your heart wasn't rigged to no joy from anything besides the living water that's always flowing, that never slept. That is the only thing. So some of you guys that feel like you've been praying, oh God, I just need this relationship, I need it. It's not gonna bring you joy. It's not gonna satisfy you. It's a good thing that will benefit you, that will help you in some ways, but it will not satisfy your life. Listen, it will not make your life have more joy or better in any way. It's just something for you to enjoy and help you in life. It's not the main love of your life. It's not. I love my wife so much, but if I was to elevate her above God, I'll tell you, our relationship would begin to shake. It would begin to be rocky. And she's amazing. She's, she's such a great wife. But you know what? I'm only wired to enjoy God. I'm, I'm wired for him to satisfy my heart. And when I look to other things, it just pours through the cup. It's like a broken cistern. And so that's what God was saying to these people. Is you've been looking for things to satisfy you that never will. It's only my love that can make you feel whole. Let's go to this last verse. I myself said, how gladly would I treat you like sons and give you a desirable land, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me. God's saying, I would have given you everything. I would have treated you like a son or a daughter I would have blessed your life as much as I could, but you walked away from me because you thought that was better for you. You thought that love would satisfy you more than my love. Those of you guys that are not dating tonight, you're not missing out. God's love is enough. It is enough for you. It's easy for you to say, Joey, you're married, you're in a relationship tonight, right? That it's, it's so easy for me to sit here on my high horse. But guys, I know because I, I've experienced this. I've tried in other relationships to make that person my everything. And it always led to brokenness, to pain. And like I said before, when you are in a relationship and, and there is breakup, it, it is one of the worst things. And I just want to save you guys from so much heartache. It is only God. That can satisfy. And he wants to do so much for you guys in this season in your life. He will. He will satisfy your heart's desires if you cling to him, if you keep going back to him, the spring of living water. Some of you guys that are in a relationship tonight and and you so badly want this relationship to work out, I'll tell you one of the best ways that you can help that relationship to work out is make God your number one. Seek his face in it first. Go after him, pursue him, and let him satisfy your heart. Don't elevate that person. Yeah, I'm sure they're awesome and they're great, but if you love them more than you love God, I can almost 100% guarantee you that relationship will fall apart. 
It will be broken in some ways and it will not satisfy you in the long run. Go to the living water. See, if you go to the living water and you enjoy God, then you can take anything with you and God will bless it. He will use it as long as that is your first love. He'll let your second love come along and you both can stand at the living water and drink together. But if you try and do it any other way, it will just fall apart. So those of you in relationship know that you need to keep God number one. And so let's just talk about some practical things. Because I I think that's the most important, is keeping God as the main love of your life. If you do that, it will help so much in every other relationship that you have. But I just want to talk to you guys because it's been a while since we talked about dating. And I I just want to remind you of a couple of other things that I think are so important for you guys to be constantly working on and thinking about as you get closer and closer to those dating relationships in your life. And two years ago, I did a complete series on this, four weeks. You can check it out on the podcast. If I don't kind of touch on the thing that you're interested in tonight, go check that out on the podcast and you can get some more in-detail stuff. But just a couple of things that I wanted to go over. And this thought is just a simple, I simplified Andy Stanley's thought in this process, but this is what I came up with. And this was his main original idea. And this is how I put it into my own words. Would you want to date someone like you? Think about that for a second. Would you want to date someone like you? The way that you are with the tendencies that you have, with the character that you have, with the thoughts that you've been thinking, would you want to date someone like you? And if the answer to that question is no, then you need to start working on you. And the first place you go is to God. You say, God, I wouldn't even want to date someone like me. I'm a mess. And maybe that's part of the reason why God hasn't given you the relationship you wanted yet. is because there are some things he knows that he needs to get right in you before you go into that relationship. And so maybe you need to go to God tonight and say, God, there are some things that I know in me that would bring horrible baggage to bring into a relationship. Can we work on this together? Can you handle some of these things that I'm going on, that are going on in my life? And of course his answer will be yes. We will work on these things. Lay them at his feet. Get help. Do whatever you need to do to get those issues in your life dealt with. And then, for some of you guys, this is a big cistern in a lot of your life. This is an area of your life where so many of us at one point or another have spent some time digging in and we thought would satisfy us. We thought that this would help us, but this cistern has done a lot of damage to a lot of us because it's twisted the way we see love. It's twisted the way that we see relationships. And we're gonna talk about something that may make some of you guys feel uncomfortable for the next minute or so, but it's important that we go here because I think it's so rampant in today's culture. You guys are bombarded by it on Instagram, on Twitter. You you, you can't run away from it, it seems like. And so that's why it's something that we need to talk about. But listen, guys, pornography wants to twist the way that you view and see love. I, I can't tell you that if you are that person right now, that you are not alone. This is one of the devil's biggest tools that he wants to use on the people in the church. And so many of us just feel so much shame. We feel like we can't talk about it, and that's why I'm talking about it tonight. 
It's because there have been times in my life where this has been something that I struggle with, that other people that we respect, one of my biggest friends and someone who I look up to so much, Ben Schneider, is so vocal about how this was a big struggle in his life. But we need to come forward and we need to start talking about it. Because we've, a lot of us have spent some time digging in that cistern and it's got our hands dirty. And God's saying, all right, I see that your hands are dirty. I see that the way that you view love is twisted. And if you hold on to those views that you've gotten through those things, it's gonna hurt the relationships that God has for you in your future. So this is what you need to do. We need to take our dirty hands from trying to build that cistern and we need to go over to the living water and we need to bathe in it a little bit. We need to get that dirt off of our hands and of our hearts and let him remind us what true love looks like. It's not anything that you guys can see or find on a computer screen. See, I I know that the devil isn't just doing that to get you guys addicted to it. He wants to ruin future relationships, and he knows that's a great tool to do it. Because it makes you start thinking some thoughts and some expectations that people could never live live up to, and that's not real love. And then for some of you guys, let's just be real. Let's call it what it is. Looking at anything on Instagram or Twitter, if it, when you are constantly liking uh, photos, because I think we come down on guys so hard in this category, but let's talk to the girls for a second. Constantly liking photos of guys with no shirts on, is, is, is that really so far from what the guys are doing? If you're constantly lusting over that and enjoying that, and maybe you're, you're not considered pornography, but man, you need to check your heart a little bit. Maybe that's become such a problem for some of you guys that you don't even realize it tonight. You need to go to the living water and, and say, God, you know what? I've been doing this and, and it's tainted my view. If you want to be someone worth dating, then you will deal with that issue. Whatever it takes, talk to someone. And I know so many of you guys already have begun that fight, and I'm so proud of you. It's okay. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to. The devil, it's exactly how the devil wants so many of you guys to feel. But you need to go to the living water and get cleansed from that. And so here's tonight's bottom line. Value your relationship with God over any other relationship. Value that and I promise you, if, if, if that is the main desire of your heart and you desire still to be in a relationship, that God will give that to you. But it's going to happen in his timing. Some of you guys that just feel so frustrated, maybe you're a little bit older, you just feel so upset, you feel like no one will ever like you. I, I promise that is not it. I, I promise that you're not a failure, that you're not worthless, that you're not lovable. First off, God loves you so much. And he's so passionate about you. But first, maybe, like I said before, he's keeping good things from you tonight so it won't turn into a bad thing. Maybe some of you just aren't ready tonight and he knows if he brings that blessing now that it'll just get messed up. And so you need to go to him tonight. If that's really something you desire, and start going over why you want to date with him. Give these things to him The Bible says that if you delight yourself in God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Go and live at the living water. But if you start to want it more than you want him, it's going to be a problem and it's going to lead to bad relationships. 
And so what do you do tonight? You work on becoming a person worth dating. And the number one way you do that is by being close to God. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the people in this room tonight, God. And I know that you care about them so much, Lord. And I I just want to lift up anyone in this room who has just been told hurtful words, Lord, who has just been beaten down because they tried to pursue relationships and it just didn't work out. They fell apart. Or someone just had something mean to say because they've never been in a relationship before. Maybe even just the expectations of their family have been weighing on their mind lately and it's just created some real holes in their heart that they just feel broken from it. God, that they would know that what Paul's words are to them, that it's okay. That it's good to not always be in a relationship, God. And maybe it's just for a season for them in their life because you want to do some special things in this season in their life, God. I pray, God, for the person that just obsesses over it, just over and over. This is all they can think about. They just want this one thing to happen, God. That you would show them that they are so lost if that's their way of thinking, that the only thing that can bring real joy into their life is you. That all the other idols in our life are just broken cisterns, God. And we can try and pour everything we got into them, but they will keep leaking out. And so I pray, God, that your love would be enough for us, God. That it would satisfy every part of our hearts tonight, Jesus. I pray, God, for anyone that is just so stuck in issues of lust and pornography tonight, God, that you would save them, that you would break them out, God, that you would deliver them, that they would find accountability and see freedom in their life, that the binds and the, and the shackles aren't too strong, that you can break anything, Jesus. And God, I, I just pray for the person tonight that they're in a relationship and they want to honor you, but they know they haven't been, God. I pray that you would give them the, the strength to start setting boundaries, to start putting you first. And I pray, God, you would heal that relationship and you would set it on right roads tonight. I pray, God, that we would desire you above everything. In your name we pray. Amen.